0: Hi. Hi. Welcome, Welcome to the Lowlands of Sun Show. The show starts now. Before going too far into this podcast, I do want to give a quick love and shout out and a rest in peace to Corday Ely, aka E Day from Chicago. Um, according to several reports and social media tributes, Chicago drill rapper E Day Six Hundred was shot and killed over the weekend. And we did play one of his songs, I believe, last year on the podcast, and it was Six Double o. So I do want to play you a quick segment of that song. Please go stream my guy's music. Yo, shout out to his family and loved ones. We do need to stop this hate. We do need to stop this killing. This senseless killing, man. Please. The only thing that we can do now is run up success, go stream the man's music, and right now I'm gonna play you a quick excerpt of Six Double o, Part Two by E Day. Rondo Number Nine is in there. Who else is in there? S Dot Six Hundred. Make sure to go check it out. Yo do, what did my guy say. my squad, I can tell you no parts. No parts. Thank you, my bro. Now, get me charged. got me charged. With squad, all niggas, they charged. I tell go hard, niggas, smart or the dawn. Nigga, nigga, be smart. You can get can let a nigga pull my car You can act hard Have a nigga leave you stretch hair run Don't finish that job It ain't that hard Fittering a nigga that's hard Do anything for the squad Take that job A lot of these niggas ain't real Won't break bread, in front Man, God bless the legend, man God bless the dead, bro Welcome to the Lone Manes Asylum show I really wish that I could come to you on, you know Brighter occasions, you know But we do need to um, show respect, we do need to show love, you know, when it's due, and I didn't know that I was gonna come to you with news like this on a Tuesday like this, you feel me, and this is not something that, you know, we plan, and fuck, man, you know, you just wanna, uh, put love back into the world, you know, just keep everybody, keep putting love into the world, this is the love era, let's keep, you know, um, Trying to drown this hate with love—that's ex- exactly what I'm trying to say. But without further ado, this is the Low Main's Asylum show. It is your humble host, Low Main. Thank you for coming back on a beautiful Tuesday. We got a beautiful podcast and plan for you. Um, I I asked some of my close, close like people that check out this show religiously um, to send me some questions and. I, I told him, I was like, yo, send me anything, like, and I will answer honestly. And I'm going to make it a more of a public questionnaire next time, but I did want to make it a very small questionnaire, so I did send it out to 15 people. I did get a lot of various questions that I do want to answer for you today. Most of these questions, I didn't even expect that, like, you know, some of y'all are this deep. Like and some of y'all think the podcast is this deep too, which really makes me happy because like it shows me like how, how motivating and inspiring this podcast is for everybody. So thank y'all, man. Like I really appreciate y'all. Thank you for holding me to that caliber. I do hold myself to the same fucking caliber, if you know what I'm saying. Before I do answer the first question, I do want to give a huge shout out to my family in Utah. Shout out, Fly Guy bugsy mr fema himself uh over the weekend i did go over to utah and we had an amazing time if you, if y'all don't know what happened man it was a movie all right uh we played some pickleball um I didn't get my Monopoly rematch with a uh, Fly Guy yet, but that um, but that will happen. I think next time that we do uh have a uh, Monopoly, I think we might even do a recording. So sit tight, ladies and gentlemen. We will make that happen for y'all. I don't want to hold back anything. Let's get straight into the questions. Uh, these are some questions I think that some of y'all might get to know who the real low main is. Um, after answering some of these questions. Uh out to everybody that did again send these like send these in. I didn't know that it was gonna start this deep, but you know, we're gonna get right into it. I think you know, deep is the only way to go. <laughs> Alright. First one says What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? That is a very amazing question. A lot of folks, I think think that I am a very careless and um, dare I say a simple minded individual because like mostly when you see me I'm either laughing I'm either joking around with you there is never a negative moment that I'm going to have with anybody other than if we need to go to that level of being negative but I'm not the type of person to ever Show, like, you know, any other emotion than, like, you know, happiness. I don't let things sweat me, bruh. And, like, that's the thing, but, like, I internalize and I analyze a lot of things internally. So, that's one thing that a lot of people don't like. It's you like you might think like it's all fun and games and everything, but like I'm really thinking everything out. You know, like everything is thought out to the T. I dotted the I's, crossed the T's off. It's more of an articulate. You know, like I got more of a complex, um, personality. But I rather show the positive and the fun when I'm out, and all my true friends know me like all the real like true people that do really know me like know that yo i think more than a whole lot of other people and um i asked them some random ass questions sometimes and like and it has to do with like you know social cues and like you know uh cultural norms and like i want to like understand everything to a t and like I'm thinking about things when like other people are not even thinking about things and sometimes it baffles me I'm like is there something wrong with me that like I'm thinking too far deep into things or like you know my surroundings or you know are other people not into that but I think that's one thing a lot of people misunderstand about me um whenever you see me like you know all that happiness all that happy-go-lucky they're like yo that person like like there's no struggle in his life, you know Like that person like goes through like Hey, he's carefree as fuck Like yo, there's no struggle in Ali's life And Quite the contrary to belief, sweetheart We all got struggles in our lives And It's funny to me Cause like When I do meet people that are very positive And like very Um you know, giddy, like, I try to add more energy into their cup rather than taking away. And then, like, when, like, people see a positive and giddy person nowadays, sometimes, like, uh, they have a, like, a distrust for them. And I think it's because motherfuckers are just um, intimidated by your energy. They're like, yo, how could you be that happy all the time? Or, like, how could you wake up that fucking energized? Yo, keep doing it. There's not a lot of people like you, you know, you might be a one of one and keep being a one of one and yeah, that's the best way that I can answer that question. <laughs> um, let's get into the second one. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? The things that inspires me the most is when I do see people around me also winning, um, my dad always used to say a saying that, um, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you uh, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. And that's a really deep and profound and correct saying that, you know, sometimes who you surround yourself with is definitely how your life is, um, growing or decreasing, you know, you could pick, but I do enjoy when I see friends and family um, winning. I do like to see when friends and family elevates. Um, it makes me want to do more. Um, when I see like one, um, some of my most favorite artists, like when they drop brand new music, brand new art, I get happy. I get inspired because people that I care about are producing and winning out here. I think my happiness... Um, half of my happiness goes to other people also being happy around me. You can't just be the only happy person, man. Like, that's just kind of weird, you know? (laughs) You got to make sure that everybody else around you is pleasant, too. Like, it's not our duty, but we kind of owe the world just to put smiles on other people's faces. You feel me? Question numero tres. If you could turn... If you could turn back time to show you how you live... I'm sorry. (laughs) Question number three. If you could turn back the time and talk to the um, 18-year-old... If you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? My God... 18 Oh (laughs) This answer is gonna make my first answer Uh questionable but you know it shows my growth I would tell my 18 year old self to take life more seriously To um even though that I was really experiencing and enjoying what, you know, a brand new found adulthood was, um, I think I should have taken life more seriously and dare I say, you know, buckle down, um, applied for more colleges, perhaps, you know, finished college. But, or if I didn't do that, applied for a trade, you know, learned something, you know, that... Possibly I could fall back on or like I can just have in my back pocket Um, But I I didn't do that Uh, What I did do was I created art I met a lot of amazing people We made downtown to what downtown is now (laughs) And that like the experience alone like I won't change anything out for But I wish that I progressed more in life dare I say and I was in, uh, you know, when I was 18, and, oh, I was a happy-go-lucky kid, bro, I was a hippie, like, if you see me, bro, like, we would skate everywhere, and there was no care in the world, like, all I needed was $2 in my pocket, because $1 was for the hot dog at Circle K, and the other dollar was for two, um... Two orange sodas cause um they sold it for two for one. So we um I would get two orange sodas and a hot dog go straight to the fucking skate park. Nigga life was good. We didn't worry about nothing. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, but I wish that I could do that. This next question is fucking amazing, guys. It says if in a hundred and fifty years science fails to save us, and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be? The Asylum. It wouldn't be anything else other than the fucking asylum. Why the asylum, you must ask? I will tell you, we chose that title. I say we because me and Lomain, there's two different entities here. So I did choose that title because all of us guys every single one of us is part of the asylum we are all different in our own crazy ways and it's a-okay we need to start embracing our crazy embrace that shit that's a part of you sometimes we try to eradicate the crazy out of our lives and it pushes back with a vengeance Why? Because that's a part of you. That's you trying to push your own self away. And would you let yourself kill yourself? No, you won't. Shouts out to all the people that died from suicide. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at that, but you know, it just... It's... Yeah, this is a little asylum show. Fuck it. (laughs) A lot of people are very insensitive nowadays and we can't make jokes like we used to. And um, one thing about jokes, guys, is you shouldn't really take it so serious. You know, things are said sometimes to, uh, I really hope that this is a word because I'm trying to use it as a word, uh, Provoc. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. The the word that is supposed to make you think, that one. (laughs) Um, Let's go into the next question. If you could do anything to improve health and healthcare in America, what would you do? Wow. It's a definite ass politician answer. Um or yeah, politician question, I should say. Uh I would take away I would take away the easy access to fast food and how cheap it is due to like buying actual vegetables and um chicken from the store. Cause it costs more and shit. One thing is, a lot of people buy fast food. Cause like, I can buy a whole fucking combo for four dollars. But when I'm buying, like the salad to go along with my, you know, with my whole fucking meal, the salad alone is four dollars. Fuck that. I'm sorry. I bought salad the other day. Uh, I bought the spring mix, and I paid like six fifty. So I do apologize. Six fifty for the salad. Think about that, my niggas. 6.50. Wow. I get it. I get why people are so overweight here. I I understand. It's all, like, all of the things that we're fed. Uh, We got the meats, Arby's, you know, put in cheese on roast beef. Like, I don't... How are you putting nacho cheese on roast beef? I just don't understand your fucking, like, mindset, but i would take away things like that and how much i love taco bell taco bell is out here trying to like play a video game and like make a custom fighter but they're over here like making custom burritos like that and sometimes yo they get it right sometimes i'm like yo man what the hell are y'all doing stop sh- throwing shit on the wall and like you know seeing if it sticks I think I would just, you know, also take away the the, um, the crazy-ass mindset that half of these fast food places have that think that we can add this and this and this and this, and we make this, and everybody fucking goes crazy for it. I think it was like five years ago I seen that uh, Denny's had this... Bacon milkshake. And I kid you not, bro, like Denny's was packed all throughout like the time that they had that milkshake. Crazy. Next question is, it says, what is the best compliment you have ever received? It's a very great question. Um, The best compliment that I've ever received, I would probably say it happened like about four and a half months ago. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, Uh, it's been like the first time that we talked in like three years or some shit, and that friend was like, hey man, like Ali, you look really happy, I was like, thanks bro, like I was like, I I finally feel happy inside like again, you know, so thank you, so he's like, hey bro, like man, I'm so happy to hear that man like, because you are radiating, that is things that we need to start telling our loved ones, all right? Like, that's, like, as soon as he said that, I was like, yo, I'm so glad that somebody else sees it too, man. Because I'm over here shining, and I'm glad that the world is picking up on it. So, thank you. Like, that was one of the greatest compliments. Like, I won't probably forget that. Like, that's, that's super nice. Um, this other girl uh, that worked at Walgreens, um, when I went in, so around the same time, I had my earphones in. I was buying, the fuck was I buying? I was buying an energy drink because I was going to the gym. Yeah, and um, when I went in, uh, I went to go stand in line. And then so she's like, hey, out of nowhere, bro. Like, but she's like ringing me up. She's like, hey, I just want to let you know something. I was like, what's up? And then so she's like, I really like your energy. Like, it looks like you have really great energy and I can feel it. I don't even know this girl. So I look up and everything's not like... Everyone's not trying to hit on you, yo. Like, some people really just genuinely give you compliments to genuinely give you compliments. Take it as such. So, when she said that, I was like, yo, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And then, so she's like, yeah. I was like, man, that's so cool. I took my drink and I left. I'm not going to pursue anything because it's not that type of fucking party. And it was just so nice and genuine of her just to say that, you know? And we didn't even share more than like 10 words. And we got two more questions here. Um, the second to last question is: How would your parents describe what you do for a living? That is an amazing question. Since I am not a doctor or a engineer or a um um what's another big one like a lawyer? Um, I'm failing. In the eyes of my parents, okay? So with that being said, um, what um, how would they describe what I do for a living? Failing is what I would put. And my last question is, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Well, is he still alive? Hold on. We're we're gonna Google something. Please tell me. No No (laughs) I did come to you and tell you all this shit. Yo (laughs) I smoke a lot of weed. Uh one person definitely like my like this man is a all star to me. Uh Larry King. Um, Larry King was an American television and radio host uh, This man was amazing He had the Larry King show uh, He would sit there with his suspenders He would have all types of people on there He wouldn't even smile at folks, bro He'll just start asking you questions Boom, boom, boom Had a deep-ass voice Larry King would definitely be one of the people That I would definitely have dinner with The crazy thing about like Or a fun fact about Larry King Is that he never liked to have dinner with um a table over six. That's kind of cool. He said six was like the magic number and everyone can still like <clears throat> all talk to each other and it's a more of an intimate thing. He said when it's above six, like it's no longer like a good meetup. He said six was always a good, you know, number. Shout out to Larry. Second person would definitely be... Sue Johansson What y'all thought that I was gonna say <laughs> Of course we're gonna sit down with Sue Johansson If y'all don't know Sue oh, bleh. If y'all don't know who Sue Johansson is I think y'all are really Not doing great in life um, I talked to y'all about Sue Johansson Multiple times on this show Like yo I want y'all to know that that name Will never die on this podcast Like yo shots out to the legend She's a goddess So Sue Johansson is a Canadian writer, public speaker, and a registered nurse, sex educator, and a media personality. Um, She's still alive, thank God, to Sue Johansson. She's 91 years old right now. She's in Toronto, Canada. Shouts out to The Six. She's probably hanging out with Drizzy Drake Rogers. Um, She used to have a dope-ass show back in the days called Sunday Night Sex Show, Um, and she would tell you about everything that you need to know about... um, your intimacy with your loved ones uh, if you had any questions about any discharge uh, that you're having um if you're trying to have a conversation with any of your loved ones like how to actually have those conversations if like um if girls didn't know how to you know perform fellatio on their you know um on their partners she would like literally teach you she would pull, like she would pull out things but she would teach you uh, before she goes to break, but she'll be like, hey, you know, the toy of the week is, and she'll show you a brand new thing. (laughs) Yo, shout out to uh, Sue Johansson. Um, If I could ever go to Toronto, Canada, I definitely would, and me and her would have an amazing time. And last but not least was a person who was born in... Sigisoara, Romania, born the year of 1431. My nigga is definitely dead right now. He was assassinated in Bucharest, Romania, in December of 1476. They don't know the exact day. He had four children. The man that I'm talking about right now is Vlad Dracul, or Vlad the Impaler. He was a uh, ruler of Romania. He was um, the person that Dracula was made after. Now, Dracul, or Vlad the Impaler, was a person that really enjoyed the thirst for war, you know? He enjoyed what um, he could do to his enemies and like how he could put fear inside of his enemies. He thought or he believed that um, brute force was not the only way to beat your enemy. Sometimes you could instill enough fear inside of them that they think that you are demonic enough that they're not going to fuck with you. So now you are asking me, what is Vlad the Impaler known for? So Vlad the Impaler is perhaps the most famous ruler of Wallachia that is a part of Romania. He is widely known for being the inspiration of Dracula. He was known for having long ass sticks that were pointy, okay, pointy at the end. Then sometimes he would place his enemies on top of the stick. Either he'll stab you, some part of your body, like your stomach. And you'll just drag all the way down this fucking wooden stick. And there's no way that you can go because you can't pull up. Because, you know, you, there's no hands or, like, there's no places that you can pull up to because it's a pointy-ass stick. And the only way that you can go is where gravity takes you, which is down. So the more down that you go, the more you get impaled into this fucking wooden stick. Sometimes he would literally put people... Um, like he would put the, you know, the pointed part in their asshole and gravity would take his course. Crazy thing about Dracula is that when he would put people on the stick, he just wouldn't put one. He would have field loads of people literally on these large ass sticks and gravity just pulling them down and everyone is dying slowly. These large fields of that and he would go out there and he would eat and he would dine while everybody else was dying slowly. Now, the reason why he had this was for anyone that ever came to his land and ever wanted to take over. Picture the horrifying fucking scenery of just having literally football fields filled with just large stakes sticking out from the ground that are pointy at the top and bodies being impaled on them that people don't have anywhere to go other than the ground and they're groaning and the pain is t- like uh, unbearable. There's crying, there's yelling. It's a nonstop emotion. And you see a man sitting there, calm as can be, eating, looking at your army. That's probably by the hillside you'll probably turn your whole fucking army around and go back home. Shouts out to Dracul, a.k.a. Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> hey, man. Thank you all for definitely sending in your questions. These were amazing-ass questions. Again, I did open it to, you know, the main the main society of people that have been checking this out since episode one. Now, we are going to make this a more sociable questionnaire. I am going to post... um. Um, ask me questions on Instagram and Snapchat. And please send me in your questions. I'll be more than happy to answer them. These were amazing questions to to start with. I, I didn't know that it was going to get this serious. But hey, I love that shit. Check me out on the social medias. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Fresh Prince of the Underscore West on Instagram. Low Main 1990 on Snapchat. Um, I got a Twitter, Low Main's Asylum. I don't go on there a lot. But make sure to check out your boy, A. Hey, we got a lot of amazing, amazing things coming your way. Allow me with a one parting gift. Drink your water. Tip your bartender. Peace.